onboarding experience, how you treat a client in the beginning matters. It matters. They are parting with their hard-earned cash, turning it over to you for a benefit, for something that you can do for them, for something that you can help them with. And they want to feel a certain way. Having an onboarding process helps them to feel that certain way. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. Today's episode is all about onboarding and how important that is for the client experience, especially when you are just starting out. It can really set you apart from other freelancers because so many people don't take the time or don't put any effort into theirs. And here's the thing, you might be able to get away with not having an onboarding process when you're small or selling something small, but that's not how I want you guys to operate. I want you guys to be selling valuable skills to your clients the kind that they're going to pay you quite a bit of money for. And for that, you need to have a process set up that really takes care of them from start to finish. Now, I kid you not, guys, I have worked with hundreds and hundreds of freelancers over the years, both hiring them for my own business and hiring them for my clients' businesses. And so few people do this. And it's just an incredible way to stand out. So in an earlier episode, I talked about my experience in a Dublin hotel where they had kind of overpromised and then underdelivered. And onboarding, having a setup onboarding experience for the client really helps you to start delivering from day one. When I say onboarding, what do I mean by that? Well, most of us have started a new job at some point, right? You get hired and then you have your HR onboarding. You have all these paperwork that you need to sign and all these things you have to fill out. And then you kind of get brought on board to the company. You get trained and then eventually stuff gets handed off to you and you know what you're doing. And then it you kind of go from there. Well, as a freelancer, when you're bringing a client on board to work with you, you're going to need to manage the entire process. It's so important to remember this thing. How you start is typically how things will go. So if things are just absolute shit and chaos from the beginning, that's typically how they go on. I have a spidey sense, right, when it comes to this. And if I start off with a freelancer and I'm just not feeling good about it, it rarely gets better, right? The telltale signs are there from the beginning. Your onboarding process really takes a client from, okay, they've decided they want to work with you through those pivotal first couple of steps in getting going. It can be first couple of weeks, first couple of months. It depends on how big your project is with them and how things go. But it's really important to handle those first few days, those first few interactions well in order to give your client the sense of security, the sense of well-being, the sense that you've got them. Because one of the biggest things that clients want to feel is that they're in good hands. As a client, when I'm looking to work with somebody and I sign on with them, you know, I want to feel like I don't really have to do anything, like they're going to show up and tell me what to do, if that makes sense. I'm not the one that wants to be reaching out going, okay, how do we get started? When do we get started? What's going on? What do we do first? You know, I want the freelancer to walk me through all of that. What is it like to work with them? It's that feeling of taking the client by the hand and just leading them along, being like, okay, Michonne, we need you to sign this. Next steps, I'm going to send over this invoice. Once you pay that, we're going to get on a call. 
Once we get on the call, I'm going to send you a follow up, this, that, or the other. Then we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. You know, having a roadmap laid out. It's so important. It's so key. Now I put together a client onboarding toolkit and you can find that at liveworktravel.com forward slash courses because I don't see this talked about enough when it comes to freelancing. And for me, it is absolutely critical to getting clients and especially the kind of clients who are going to pay you more. You can't offer high value services and then not be able to take your clients and lead them through what they need to get done in an organized, neat way, right? It's like if you went to a high-end hotel and there was no one there to greet you at the front desk, you'd be sitting there like, what in the world? I just paid all this money to be at this fancy hotel and there's not anyone here to open the door to check me in to like, what is this, right? And let me tell you guys, true story. This just happened recently. If you don't have an onboarding experience, everything goes to shit and it goes to shit really fast and you can lose out on thousands and thousands of dollars. So I've talked to you guys before about the magic of a cold email, right? Someone just shows up in your inbox and you're like, oh yeah, I know I've been needing to do this, but you know, I hadn't had the time to go around and look for it. Wow, this person just showed up, right? So I have been thinking about getting into some paid advertising for my business. And as you guys know, I talk about all the time, paid advertising can be expensive because if you're doing it right, you help the client make a lot more money. So as a freelancer, you can charge more because you're going to make the client more money. I've been thinking about getting into it, but I don't know a whole lot about the space. I've talked to some friends, seen if they've got anybody good. And everybody in my circle is kind of thinking about this, but not ready to take the dive yet. So no one had any really good recommendation. So one day I open my email and there's just a cold pitch from a complete stranger, right? They say, Hey, you know, we've checked out your website. We think we could help you with paid advertising. If you're interested, take a look at our website and some of our testimonials. Let us know what you think. So that is the magic of cold pitch. If you just drop into someone's inbox, I'm like, wow, I've been thinking about doing this. I don't have any time to even do some research. Let me just see what this person's all about. And maybe I'll get on a call with them. So that's what I did. Checked out their website, checked out their testimonials. Seemed, you know, really okay, cool. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued enough to jump on a call. So I get on a call with this person. We talk through the strategy. We talk through the price. We talk through all these things. And I'm like, okay, wow. Yeah, let me think about it over the weekend and we'll see. So I get off the call and I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, right? It's a big amount of money to spend, but I'm thinking, okay, the payoff could be big. Now, the original price was $2,000 a month for coaching, consulting, basically. They're going to take me and teach me step-by-step how to set this up, make sure that I'm doing it properly and check in with me each week and we'll get everything set up for my business They're not doing it for me. They're teaching me how to do it myself. And then over time, if I want, they have a handoff process. You start off, we tell you what to do. We make sure that you understand what to do. And then after you've got it set up, if you decide that this isn't something that you want to run anymore, we can take it over for you. Monthly retainer will manage it for you. Sounds good, right? I like the idea in the beginning of setting it up myself in the sense of, I want to know what's going on. But then there's a part of me too that's like, oh God, I just kind of want the done for you version. But they don't even offer that. Fair enough. Everyone runs their business differently. I think to myself, it's not going to hurt me to understand what's going on, especially if they're guiding me and telling me exactly what to do, how to set it up. And I can ask questions. Why are we doing it this way? Okay. I'm basically getting the coaching and the learning. So I decide it's time to invest. I'm going to make this leap. I'm going to take the jump. I go ahead and send over my first $2,000. Boom. For the first month, we are a go. Now, I didn't get anything back 
in terms of an invoice, a notification that I paid, nothing, right? And that's my first kind of just like, this is odd. You always want to have some sort of payment receipt, <laughs> first of all, if you're buying something for 50 bucks, let alone $2,000. So that doesn't come, but they send me over a document with, here's the next steps we need to do, and we'll schedule a call for you know whatever day. Guys, I open this document and it is a Google Doc with basically the onboarding steps, everything I need to do to get set up to work with them. Now, I'm going to be a little bit snobby here, but only in the sense of perception is so key, you guys. If I had bought a $50 product, even a $100 product, right? Okay, you can send me a Google Doc, just a messy Google Doc with a bunch of links and a bunch of steps. It's simple. But when I've paid $2,000, I kind of expect something a little bit more. Maybe a PDF that's got some company branding on it that looks a little bit more polished, that looks a little bit more put together. And I'm not trying to say this in the sense of you're like, oh, gosh, Michonne, you're overreacting. If they can get results for you, why does it even matter? And that's the key. That's true. Why does it matter? And it doesn't necessarily, depending on how you handle it, you can spin these things different ways, right? If they had sent over an email with a zippy little kind of spin. Hey, here's our Google Doc. Here's what you need to complete in order to be ready for our first call next week. These are other things. We know it doesn't look like much, but hey, we're that good. We've decided to focus on results instead of like making this pretty brand and everything. We promise you're going to be blown away. You know, we acknowledge that it's not fancy, but we're just that good. Then it's different. You're like, okay, I like these guys. I like their attitude. I can't wait to see if they're this good. I can't wait to see what results they get from me. It's kind of like, that whole CEO thing. You know, it's like young CEOs nowadays don't necessarily look like the CEOs of back in the day with suits and everything. You know, they wear jeans and a black t-shirt and tennis shoes. But times have changed and they've also got this clout built up from, hey, I built this thing that is now worth millions or billions of dollars so I can wear whatever I want to work. It's kind of that. If you reach that level where you're just so good, you can sort of get to do whatever you want. But when you're unproven, it's a bit tricky to go with that right off the bat. So it was over the weekend and hadn't had much time. I was busy with other things, other work, and other client work. But then I realized, hey, I've got my call. I think it was Tuesday afternoon. Earlier in the day on Tuesday, I realized, hey, I've got my call with them this afternoon, but I still haven't seen an invoice and I still haven't seen a proposal agreement, contract, that sort of thing. So I sent an email over to them just a few hours before the call and I said, hey, you know, I didn't get an invoice and can I also get a write-up like in writing of what we have agreed upon for the month? Like I pay you $2,000 and you give me what? (laughs) So a client should never, ever have to do that. They should never have to ask you for things like that. Those are just basic, simple things that are obvious, okay? You want to capture in writing for your safety and for the client's safety exactly what they are paying you for. And you also want to send over an invoice for the records, right? So I was busy with other things and I sit down about five minutes before the meeting starts and I'm setting up my Zoom and everything. And I check my email and I see that the meeting has been canceled. And the woman who is kind of handling the onboarding is like, hey, you had your original call and we explained everything that you were going to get. So I've canceled the meeting because everything should have been clear in that call. If you still have questions, maybe we want to talk about this a little bit more before we move forward. I was pissed because it's extremely unprofessional to cancel a call five minutes beforehand. (laughs) 
Number one, I had planned my day around it. I'm sat down. I'm ready. I've got my notes. I'm all set. And secondly, just because I had a call with them and we talked about everything in the call doesn't mean it was captured adequately. You always want things in writing. Always, always, always. If I can hammer that home to you guys, always get stuff in writing and always give stuff in writing to your clients. So I thought it was super weird and super shady. She had also mentioned too, oh, we also invoice at the end of the month. How am I supposed to know that? As a brand new client who's just signed up and you're going to send a monthly invoice at the end of the month. Well, cool, but it's like the middle of the month. So how would I know that? There was no communication as to that. Like, hey, welcome aboard. We're so glad you joined. Just so you know, you'll get monthly invoices at the end of the month. Just all kinds of things were wrong with this onboarding experience. So it's very clear we did not work out. I already decided to back out of this immediately because it was just too many red flags and too short of a time when she had also emailed over and said like, Hey, just, you know, we don't think this is going to be a great fit. So we're refunding your money. And it was like, wow, you don't think I'm going to be a great fit because I asked for an invoice and I asked for a written agreement specifying what exactly I'm paying for. Now that's insane guys. That's insane. Every product I've ever bought, every service, every course, everything has at least come with an invoice, right? An invoice for my record. So it goes on my expense sheet. But then also the written agreement is just so key in protecting you and the person that you're working with. So if they say, Hey, I want this, you can say, Hey, that's not in our contract. We need to draw up a new one. It just keeps either party from getting roped into things that were not a part of the initial agreement. But overall, This was the worst onboarding experience I've ever had in my life, basically because there was no onboarding. It was atrocious. And what really frustrates me for these people is they are leaving money on the table left and right. They've got the big shiny website. They've got testimonials on their website. They've got legitimate video testimonials of clients, which are, by the way, great for building up trust because anybody can write anything, right? And you can slap a a name and a face on that. But if someone takes the time to sit down and record a video of their work with you, you know, that's a big testimonial for in your favor of, wow, this person got great results working with this person. And they're able to sit down in their home office and record a video talking about it. And I can go look them up and their business up as well. That's fantastic. But so they had that. They had all of that, but just dropped the ball completely in the onboarding experience, which is like not sending out an invoice, not providing anything written. And when I asked for a written agreement, canceling immediately and just saying, we don't think you're a good fit for us. That's wild. That's wild. So a lot of spidey sense going off, a lot of red flags. I feel very confident about the decision not to work with these people. But here's the part that is insane, you guys. So over time, the agreement was $2,000 a month and it would take about three months of that coaching to get things set up and running. And then down the line, they offered a DIY or a done for you program where I could just hand it off to them and they would run it. Now, imagine these are reputable people with a good company. I cannot wait as a client to get to that done for you part. I don't want to do it myself. If I wanted to do it myself, I'd go learn about advertising and I'd go all in and that would be my skill and that's what I would do. I want it to be done for me. So their program to do it for me jumped up significantly. But it's easy to say that they were leaving. If I was working with them on the consulting part for three months at two grand a month, that's six grand. And then if I turned it over to them, jumped much, much higher. It's fair to say that they easily left about $35,000 minimum on the table over those next six months. 
If they had been awesome, I would have happily paid them that because for the amount that I'm paying, I'm expecting a huge return on that. Instead, they had a shit onboarding. It went nowhere. And that's just money that I'm now going to pay someone else. It's really wild how something so small or seemingly so small can be just astronomically important for your business. The onboarding experience, how you treat a client in the beginning matters. It matters. They are parting with their hard-earned cash, turning it over to you for a benefit, for something that you can do for them, for something that you can help them with. And they want to feel a certain way. Having an onboarding process helps them to feel that certain way. Making sure that the client is never asking you for next steps, making sure that they have everything that they need once they get started working with you. Really laying out and spelling out for the client what it is that you're going to be doing, how you're going to do it, when you're going to check in with them, how you're going to check in. Like They are paying for an experience. You think about any really nice experience that you've had. If it's going to a nice restaurant or someplace that you just, the service is good. You feel good when you feel taken care of. The client is paying you, yes, for the service, but also to feel taken care of. Like in an ideal situation, the best freelancers that I've ever worked with make me feel like I don't have to lift a finger because they're constantly going, here's what we've done. Here's what we're going to do next week. Here's what we need from you. We need these two things from your team so we can keep going. And then they're reporting back on that. You got us these two things. Cool. We took those and we did this. Here's what's next. And it's just this all around fantastic experience. I don't mind spending money when I'm being taken care of. I mind spending money when I feel like I'm spending money for a freelancer and then I'm also doing their job for them. That's when I get cranky as a client, right? So just keep that in mind. The onboarding experience is so important because oftentimes it depends on what kind of work you're doing, what skills you're providing for the client. But there's that initial period where people can back out if they don't feel good. And the more money you're spending, the more you want to feel like you're in good hands. If I'm buying something for 50 bucks, it's like, okay, whatever. I expect this transaction and the thing. But if I'm paying $2,000, if I'm paying $5,000, which yes, I've bought courses for $5,000. If I'm spending $5,000, I want to be taken care of immediately. I want to feel like, okay, cool. This is going to pay off. This is going to work. I'm not throwing this money around for the sake of throwing it around. I'm investing in my business. If I spend $5,000, I want to make that back and then some. So it's really important. The higher the numbers get, spending $15,000 on something, right? I want a great return on investment for that. I want to feel good. So the good news is about all this, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. And again, so many people are doing it wrong. So many people aren't even doing it at all. So if you take the time to whatever you're offering for the client, get them onboarded properly, make them feel good throughout that process, make them feel like they're in good hands, you will have clients always because we talk, you know, business owners talk. We talk in our circles about freelancers who took care of us, freelancers that we worked with that did an amazing job. There's a woman I worked with, oh, at this point, probably five years ago. And I still talk about her to other people as just like, wow, like she was the, the epitome of just never had to ask what she was up to, never had to ask where we were on something. She always checked in. She always kept us informed. I could just go about my day doing my work and she handled her stuff. It was fantastic. 
That's all for this week. I hope this one was helpful for you. Like I mentioned earlier, I do have a client onboarding toolkit that you can pick up for your own business. You can get that at liveworktravel.com forward slash courses. Also, if you'd like to just drop me a line, say hello, chat about whatever, hit me up at hello at liveworktravel.com or on Instagram in the DMs at liveworktravelig. That's all for today. And I will be back next Monday with another episode. (laughs) 